0: Glory to the name of Jesus, glory to the name of Jesus. Mighty are the works of your hands, oh yeah, somebody needs a mighty work today in their life. You serve a mighty, almighty God and mighty are the works of his hands. Glory to the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. bless the name of Jesus, we thank the Lord. Uh, again, for this opportunity to be in the house of worship this morning, we're going to the book of Acts, chapter two. A very familiar scripture. And as you're turning there, I'm going to ask that after the benediction, that we stay just for a moment or two. Uh, it won't be long, and I definitely want to meet with our team captains for our fundraisers. Our fundraiser is coming up, shifting it from first Sunday in November to the first Sunday in December. Amen. To give us a little bit more time to work. Praise the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1. Reading through verse number 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. Now we like the King James, it says like a mighty rushing wind. Amen. The blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the house, the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what appeared to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, other languages. Oh no, other tongues, I'm sorry. As a spirit enabled them. I just want to talk about our divine helper. Our divine helper. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes what it desires. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word today thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit that you might minister, or that I might minister under your anointing. Through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. Thank you now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Our divine helper. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday's sermon was entitled Confidence to Live the Life, Defeat the Enemy, and Fulfill the Assignment. And we ended the sermon uh, talking about the fact that we have the divine enabler with us as we live this life, as we are attacked by the enemy, and as we fulfill the assignment. God did not leave us helpless. Did not leave us helpless, as Jesus stated in the book of John. I will not leave you helpless. I will come to you. I will be with you, he says. I will be in you. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost came, as the scripture said, uh, God fulfilled that promise. He fulfilled that promise. and, and, And as God always does, God keeps his promises. Amen. Holy Spirit came in His mighty power and filled every believer that that day uh, in the upper room and still fills believers today, all believers. He is, he is God with us. He is God in us. He is God surrounding us. Amen. Amen. He is Emmanuel. Now, now it's important to note that, that in the Old Testament, uh, the Holy, Holy Spirit would only come upon people when they had a specific assignment to do. He didn't fill, he didn't dwell in people. Uh, but in this dispensation that we live in, in the church age or in the age of Holy Spirit, He dwells in believers. Know you not that you're the temple of God? The Spirit of God dwells in you. He dwells in believers. He doesn't come and go. So you don't have to pray God send the Holy Ghost. He's already here. Amen. Amen. You don't have to go looking for him if you're a believer. He's already here. Maybe Maybe you need to look. I don't know. But it's not the Holy Spirit's problem. (laughs) It's your problem. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I'm preaching to the choir today. The folk who really need to hear that are not here. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. He takes up residence in us and he lives in us. Living out the life of God in each and every born again follower of Jesus Christ. This is the reason that we can walk in confidence, amen, Amen. to live this life because Holy Spirit dwells in us, Amen. amen. This is the reason we can defeat the enemy because Holy Spirit dwells in us. This is the reason that we can fulfill any assignment given to us, Especially our assignment by God, but as we ministered last Sunday, it's important for us to realize that as a believer, you can't separate your daily life from your Christian walk. Whenever you try to compartmentalize your life, then you're in trouble. You can't be a Christian when you come to church on Sunday. And then you're not a Christian when you're on your job. You can't be a Christian talking in tongues when things are going well and then when that person is vexing you, then your language changes and your you know, I ain't going say your temperament won't change because you can get angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. But remember he says sin not. He didn't say don't be angry, but he said don't sin. You know, so we can't com- compartmentalize life. Amen. So, 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 uh, we have the divine helper, Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of God, the almighty God. Everything you can contribute to God, everything the Bible uh, contributes to God, he con- it contributes to Holy Spirit because he is the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of Christ. Amen. Amen. As we yield ourselves to him, his power is available to us. His power, his power is in us and his power is for us. We have help everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, we have, we have help. And whatever we face, whenever we're called upon to do, we have help. Amen. Amen. And because we have help, we can have confidence in this life. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but you got to have confidence that it's going to be all right. You, got to, you just got to believe it. You, it may not look like it. You can't see it. It looks like trouble is all around you. It looks like the devil is beating you up one side and down the other, but it just looks like that. That is not the truth. Amen. It is not the truth. Amen. Amen. I don't care if the doctor tells you you're going to die tomorrow. You got to believe what the spirit, what the word of God says and the spirit of God says to you. You must stand on the word of God. You have help. You have help. If you're faced with financial difficulties, mm, you have help. Now, sometimes you got to you got to you got to you got to wage your way through and say, "God, show me how." But you got help. You got help. You got help. Once we're saved, we need to immerse ourselves in the word of God. We need to immerse ourselves in prayer. We need to immerse ourselves in fellowship with Holy Spirit. And we need to immerse ourselves in fellowship with mature believers. That's what a lot of people don't do. You know That's why you see people in the Lord today and out tomorrow. Amen. You just got to immerse yourself in the, you need to know what God says. Amen. So that when the enemy comes at you, you know what to say to him. Amen. More than just get behind me, say that. You, you need to say the Lord said. The word of the Lord said. Thus saith the Lord. Isn't that what Jesus says? It is written. Amen. He set the example for us. It is written. And you can't be thinking in the back of your mind, is this going to work? You got to have confidence that if God said it, God will perform it. You got to have confidence that God watches over his word to perform his word. You just got to have the confidence. Amen. 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 I'm <laughs> so, 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 so we, we need to immerse ourselves in these things and in Holy Spirit so that we can learn to live on the supernatural level. Amen. Amen. I'm reminded of John on the Isle of Patmos. As the Lord was giving him a revelation of things that come in chapter 4, amen, as the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to John, he said, come up, come up here so I can show you things that are to come. In other words, John, the level you're on, you can't see what I want to show you. So come on up here. John had looked and he saw the windows of heaven open. And God said, come on up, John, so I can show you. And so, saints of God, we've got to learn to go up, to move up from the level we're on to a higher level so that we can see what God has us to see and hear what God has for us to hear. Amen. God wants to show us some things. But many times in our present state, we may not understand a whole lot of, of, of what is laid out and what is laid up for us in God. We have to come to a higher level and that's why you can't remain any believer can't remain in your present condition amen whatever your present condition is right now don't stay there I don't care how spiritual you are there's another level you can go in God so whatever your spiritual condition is right now don't stay there amen you can't stay in your present condition mentally intellectually And definitely not spiritually. You can't stay there. I mean, a person's not going to stay in first grade all their lives. I mean, I remember being in first grade. I remember some people that that were three years older than me in first grade. That's because they didn't pass the test, but they eventually. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because you just can't stay there. You need to move. Tell your neighbor you need to move on up. (laughs) Move on up. Ooh, you got to come up a little bit higher. <laughs> Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. You got to grow in grace. You got to grow in knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ so that you know for real who you are and what you have available to you, in you, and for you that you can access so that you can live the life, so that you can defeat the enemy, and so you can fulfill the assignment. Amen. Amen. You gotta know. You gotta gotta come apart. And so that's a real part of this process. But another real part of this process another real part of this process deals with submission and action. Holy Spirit is here to help us. However, we have to submit to him. And we have to take action. Amen? In the time of need, you can't sit back and do nothing. Amen? Amen, you just can't sit back and do nothing in the time of need. Glory to God. Amen. When you do nothing, guess what? Nothing happens. Amen. This is where faith kicks in. When Peter remember when Peter asked Jesus about walking on the water, he saw they saw Jesus come to him by night. Peter said, "Lord, if it's you? command me to come on the water Jesus said come now Peter had to make a split second decision am I going or I'm, am I going to be like the rest of these, these uh, brothers am I going to stay in the boat Peter made a split second decision to step out of the boat he did something and he walked on water mm. Peter and John Going to the temple at the hour of prayer. At the gate called Beautiful. Met a man who was begging for money. Peter said, we don't have any money. Silver and gold we don't have. He made a split-second decision to respond to that man's need. He said, silver and gold we don't have, but what we have we give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And then he took the man by the hand and helped him up. This is where faith kicks in. You know, you just can't can't be filled with the Holy Ghost and do nothing. Holy Spirit going to do everything for me. No, you got to do something. Amen. Amen. you got to take action. He, he has filled you so you can take action. Whatever that action may be, you got to take action. Faith kicks in and says, do something. Yes, saints, we need help. We need help. Supernatural help. Divine help. And Holy Spirit is our helper. Amen. He is our helper. In the spiritual warfare we need help. We need help. Ministering in the time of need, we need help. Fulfilling ministry assignments, we need help. Living in faith and by faith, we need help. Amen. Yeah, it's for real, but God has given us help. He's given us help. Our text gives us a starting point for the church. When the day of Pentecost fully came, they were in the upper room. They were where they were supposed to be. They were on one accord. Yes, yeah, saints, sometimes in the church, all the time in the church, we have to learn to be on one accord. Mm. Yeah, we, got, we got to learn that because we, we can get caught up in our attitudes so easily. We got to learn how to, how to cast that down. And bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So that we're not, we're not upset and mad and, and, and all that stuff that works against what God wants to do. Some of us take action, but we take it in the wrong way. We take the opposite action. and you know, We don't take the action of the Holy Ghost. I often think, and you've heard me say this, and I just said it and so it came to my mind. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Mm. In the situation you're in right now, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Mm. Well, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came from heaven a sound like a rushing, a violent wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting and rested on each one of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave the utterance, Yeah. I want you to take it. Did I say, did I say that there appeared to them tongues, divided tongues, like fire? Did I put the fire in there? Well, I need to put the fire in there. Amen. Because that's what the Bible says. So that there appeared to what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. I want you to take note of that word fire, okay? And we've talked about this before, but not from this text in this context. I want you to take note of that word fire because in this text, most people, most people focus on they will filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's really what a lot of people focus on, but the Lord all week long has been dealing with me about fire dealing with me about fire. Now, I may not preach like I got fire this morning because I'm tired, but that's okay. I've been praying for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But, but, but I, I want you to know the fire of God is burning inside of me. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank God for his fire today. I thank God for, I mean, I'm about to preach the sermon. I need to tell tell you all of what the Lord gave me to tell you. Amen. 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 So I want you to take note of that word fire. Take note of that word fire. The word is important to understanding the help that we have. Amen. fire fire at the very beginning of 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 the New Testament the Holy Spirit is associated with fire John the Baptist said uh, that Jesus will be the one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire Fire. Ooh, Lord Jesus, thank you. And in this text, when the Holy Spirit began his ministry of indwelling the early church, he chose to appear as tongues of fire, resting on each believer. At that moment, all of them were filled, but Holy Spirit, first of all, rested. He rested upon each one of them. Fire is a wonderful picture of the work of Holy Spirit in the lives of The believer, amen? You said you need help. You need the fire of the Holy Ghost, amen? As he dwells in us, he is like a fire in at least three ways. And I want you to get this. He brings God's presence. He brings God's passion. And he brings God's purity. Now, when you look at your life and you don't see these things, then you have to ask yourself, am I Holy Spirit filled? Is the fire of God resting on me? Don't look at anybody else. Just look at yourself. Because we're quick to point out somebody else's sin. Amen. But you got to look at yourself now. Amen. And ask yourself, amen, has, uh, is the fire of God in me manifesting in these ways? Amen. Uh, hallelujah. He brings the presence of God. The, the, he brings God's presence, God's passion, and God's purity. Amen. As he dwells in us. Hallelujah. Philippians 2 and 13 says... It is God who dwells in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. God wants you to live holy. So what does he do? He gives you Holy Spirit to dwell in you, to create the desire and then give you the ability to do his good pleasure. He wants you to love your neighbors as you love yourself. So what does he do? He comes and dwells in you so so the love of God can be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now you can love the unlovable glory to the name of Jesus. Jesus, because one day you were unlovable. You can't forget that now. When you you think about God asking you to love somebody that you think you hate, then you got to remember that one day you were unlovable. Hallelujah. But God loved you in spite of that, and he poured out, once you got saved, the Holy Spirit poured out his love in your heart. You need help? You see, sometimes the help we need comes from the problems we created. Doesn't mean God won't help us now, but you got to be honest about the problem you created. And so sometimes we don't want to be honest about, you ain't got to go and stand up and tell the church. Just tell the Lord. Just be honest with God, amen, about the problem you created in your own life. Amen. You can't live like you the Beverly Hillbillies that made it to to California after striking oil and you live making $15 an hour. You can't live like that. You can't do it. You just can't do it. You got to live in your means. So when you live beyond your means and you get in financial trouble, God didn't create that problem. You created that problem. Your own greed created that problem. Or maybe your love, self-esteem created up whatever it is. And don't get mad at me. I'm not talking about you. I'm trying to help us. Listen, when I was in college, I had a credit card. I was stupid. I was really foolish. And whenever I would get depressed, I would just go and buy stuff. And I would get really depressed in college, you know. Just just some things were going on in my life. and, 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 and And that was a period in my life that I was really down. So I'd just go and spend money. I know I'm not the only one did it, but that's hard. You ain't got to tell the truth. You may not have been when you were in college, but it happened sometime or another. We get caught up in getting things, you know. Just just, just, just spending money to, make, to try to look like somebody else. Try to keep up, you have the old saying, keep up with the Joneses, you know, you know. So some of the problems, we, 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 we created ourselves, but we have help. But we got access to help. I don't know what y'all laughing about, but y'all, you know it's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Holy Spirit is, is the presence of God as he indwells the hearts of the believer. In the Old Testament, God showed up in the, his presence to the Israelites by by. He went before them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He was protecting them from the heat of the sun by day and guiding them by the light of the fire of his fire by night. So he provided fiery presence to give light and guidance to the Israelites. Holy Spirit is God's fiery presence to give light and guidance in our lives. But we've got to access him and we've got to utilize the light and the guidance that he gives to us. we got to use the Holy Spirit is the wisdom of God. If you want God's wisdom and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he's going to speak God's wisdom in your life. But now remember Peter, stepping out in the water, he had to make a split section decision as to whether he was going to do what Jesus said or do what his friends did. His friend stayed in the boat. And he decided to do what Jesus did. Wow. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit creates the passion of God in our hearts. Let me tell you something. As much as we love good dance and music, that's not the passion of God. (laughs) That's not. Much as we might love church, Coming to the sanctuary is not the passion of God. The passion of God will create that desire. But the passion of God is is the the burning in you to want God more and more and more and more and more and want the things of God more more and more and more and more. The passion of God burning in you will make you want God so much that you don't even want to watch that television show that you really love to watch because it might be something in that show that's just not good for you to watch. You want God. You want God. You want God. You can tell when people don't have a passion for God because anything can happen in their lives. Anything can come across your lips. There's no passion for God. not saying you're perfect. But it's that passion for God. You want to honor God. You want to glorify God. And you're rebuking thoughts. Anybody ever had to rebuke thoughts? You're rebuking thoughts. You're casting thoughts down. You're bringing thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ because of your passion for God. Nobody else has to know. You ain't got to call Elder Hoskins and tell him, you ain't got to, don't call me. You ain't got to call me and tell me the nobody has to know you just rebuke those thoughts and cast those thoughts down because of the passion that you have in your heart that burning desire for God glorify him to exalt him not just in the sanctuary when you're lifting up hands because sometimes for some people lifting up hands don't mean anything you're doing it because the song said do it sometimes, not all of the time not all of the time And Holy Spirit produces the purity of God in our lives. You can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. God's purpose is to purify us. Titus 2 and 14 says, talking about Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Yeah, yeah. God is at work purifying us, cleansing us, sanctifying us. Because he wants a people of his own possession who are zealous for good works. So Holy Spirit dwells in the believer to help us. Now, you know, from what, from what I can think about in my own life, those three areas right there just cover a whole gamut of things. God's presence, the, God's passion, God's purity—this covers a whole. It answers a whole lot of questions. Nobody had to tell me. You don't need to go and get drunk. If I'm gonna get drunk, I'm gonna get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Nobody says, I don't have to debate whether drinking liquor is right or not. I don't have to debate it. Holy Spirit is in me. He's in me. Are you listening? I don't have to debate. I don't have to debate whether whether premarital or extramarital sex is wrong. Holy Spirit is in me. Are you listening? So, uh, so a lot of people just have all these questions in church because they don't want to submit to the Holy Spirit. Bottom line, they want a way out. People really want a way out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us today. No, we sure need help. Y'all with me? Amen. That's okay. I got help. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. You know the things people get mad about in church, I'm just saying, Lord, help them. It's, it goes back to submitting to Holy Spirit, not submitting to pastor, not getting mad because pastor preached a certain sermon. Well, who, who you submitted to? Holy Spirit was convicting you before I said it from the pulpit. If you're a believer, he had already convicted you. You just went past him. You just bypassed him and went on to do what you wanted to do. And then you heard it from the pulpit and said, Who been talking to Pastor? <laughs> Anyhow, that's neither here nor there with this message. We got help, Saints. We got help. Amen. Yeah. One last thing. Ah, Lord Jesus. Oh. Ah. So Holy Spirit dwells in the believer. And you know, when I just said one last thing, I'm quite not there. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. He helps us to live this life as God has designed it for us to live. We are not helpless. We are not at the mercy of the flesh we're not at the mercy of the world nor are we at the mercy of the devil. We are not saints because Holy Spirit lives in us. We are empowered by Holy Spirit to, and he helps us uh, and gives us confidence to live this life. He gives us confidence to defeat the enemy. He gives us confidence to, confidence to fulfill the assignment. All right. And now one last thing. That's not really last, but it's a part of the last thing. All right. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 3, verse 11, John said, There is one coming after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to unlatch. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost came, and it went on to say down, uh, verse 3 or 4, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. All right. Before he filled them, Holy Spirit came to rest on them. Amen. What are you saying, Bishop? Well, I'm saying that yes, that is definitely that inner presence of Holy Spirit who is the wisdom of God and the power of God and the person of God in us. However, there is an outer presence where the fire of God when the fire of God comes those flames of fire rested on the believers. Before he filled them what they saw rested on them. When John said there's one coming after you who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire amen and uh, and many times the church took that as the indwelling but the indwelling is different from the baptism and you got to see the image of baptism. When you are baptized, you go into the water so the water surrounds you. The water covers you from your head to your foot. So when you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, you got him living inside of you, but there is another thing you got. There is another presence. You got him around you. You got him on top of you. You got him under your feet. You are immersed in him. It's not just the inner presence. It's the outer protection. You are dealing with an enemy who is a spiritual enemy that you can't see, but you have a help, glory to the name of Jesus. You have a helper who is not only living in you, but he is surrounding you. Glory to the name of Jesus. All over you, hallelujah. Amen. I'm reminded when the king of Amram was at war with Israel, and Elisha, glory to God, Elisha would tell the tell the king of Israel everything that Amram did. Amram got upset with his own army and wanted to know who was going to tell the king of Israel what was going on. One of his servants said, no, 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 it's not anybody in our camp, but it's that prophet, Elisha. Everything you say in your bedroom, he he hears it and he tells the king, well, the next morning, Elijah had gone to Dothan. When his servant got up and went outside, he saw the armies of the Arameans surrounding their house, and he got a Afraid, but Elisha said, Oh, he said, don't be afraid, hallelujah, for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. And then he prayed that God would open his eyes. And when God opened his eyes, he saw the chariots of fire, hallelujah, horses and chariots of fire in the mountains surrounding them. I want to tell you today, you are surrounded by the chariots of fire. The Holy Ghost is your chariot of fire, and he is surrounding you. I don't What's coming in your life Glory to the name of Jesus I don't care what's happening in your life But the Holy Ghost Is surrounding you I heard somebody said I'm wrapped up I'm tied up I'm tangled up it is love, but I'm wrapped up, I'm tied up, I'm tangled up in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He is a ring of fire, so when the devil comes, he can't break through that ring. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? The devil can only get in if I give him a space to get in. You got to stop giving him space to get into your life, because there is a ring of fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So don't be afraid, don't be afraid, hallelujah. Those that are with us are more than they that are with him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Hallelujah. Don't, don't mention the host. If ever, if I was gonna pre- hit, preach next Sunday, I'll preach about the angels. Glory to the God. Glory to God. Amen. That God has assigned to us. We're not alone, saints. We've got help. Amen. Why are we afraid? Amen. We gotta access our help. Amen. Why are you doubting? You gotta access your help. Many times it comes to that split second decision, and we make the wrong decision. But when we make the right decision, we can count on God to step in and step up. Hallelujah, Glory to the name of Jesus. And God never comes when you want him to come. But when God comes, he's always in time. Hallelujah. Because God's time is the right time. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. And when God moves, hallelujah, the devil and all of his hosts can't stop him. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have help. You have help. You have help. Our divine helper lives in us, but he surrounds us. He rests on us. He covers us. He protects us. Hallelujah. He fights for us. Oh God, he leads us. He guides us. He heals us. He keeps us. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus, our divine helper. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes all that you desire. You prosper your word in the things you sent your word to. Now, Lord, I bind up your word in the hearts and the lives of those listening to me today. So we know we have a helper who lives in us, who creates in us. Hallelujah. Your presence, hallelujah. Your passion and your purity. But not only does he live in us, he surrounds us. He's with us. We don't need to fear what men or the devil may try to do to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your very presence in our lives. I command the spirit of fear to go. I loose you and command you to flee from this place in the mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of doubt, I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. The spirit that will question the power of God and the presence of God and the purposes of God, I command you to go now in the name of Jesus. I speak freedom Speak release in the life. God's people now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If there's somebody today that wants to give your life to Jesus, listen, God never intended for us to live this life in our own strength. It's never God's intention. Many times, Maybe because of our own ignorance or what have you. We don't realize the need to give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Once we give our lives to Christ, sometimes we don't don't take the action that's necessary to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we get to the point in our lives where we have a we have a presumed knowledge of God. We may know church. I'm talking to believers now. We may be religious. But we may not really know the Lord personally. Or we may not have submitted to him. And let me tell you how tough it is to submit to the Lord when you don't want to, it's just tough. Because you'll find every reason not to. You find ways to compromise. You find ways to justify yourself. You find ways to make yourself feel good about what you did or who you are. But the end result of that is a weak fledgling Christian who in the time of battle will end up losing the battle. So today, even for believers, there may be somebody that just needs to to rededicate your life to the Lord. Start all over again. And I'm not saying you got to come to the front of the church. You don't have to do that. You can do it at home. You can do it in your car, wherever you are. Repent. Rededicate your life to the Lord. If you are a believer. God loves us. God wants the best for us. But we've got to want the best for ourselves. The best, not what we perceive best is. We've got to want God's best. And God has revealed his best in his word. He has revealed it. Holy Spirit creates a passion for God in your life. He's going to make you love the, Lord love the word. That's one of the things he's going to create in you. You're going to love the word. You're gonna, it's going to be sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. You're going to find ways to get into his word. So if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. The Lord is waiting on you. If you're watching online, as I look over the congregation, I believe most people in here have accepted Christ just about, I mean, everybody that I see. But maybe you're watching online and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. You might be saying, you know God. Well, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know God. You might have been baptized as a baby, but never made a a profession of your faith, never believed in the finished work of Christ on Calvary. The Bible says that we believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with our mouths that God has raised us from the dead, we shall be saved. Last time I checked, the little baby can't confess. The little baby can't talk they may babble so some things you know because of religious traditions you know you're not saved because your family is saved that's not scripture it's not scripture you must come to a point in your life that you personally individually singly make a public profession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and present yourself to the Lord and to his church so you can be baptized and be a part of his church. So if you're, if you're watching today you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and let me say this the reason that's so important is that the Bible says God's law that he cannot violate says a soul that sins shall surely die. The person, we've all sinned. We've all come short of God's glory. We have transgressed God's divine law. God says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. death is required for sin but he sent Jesus if the Old Testament prescriptions for sacrifice no longer sufficient today he sent Jesus second person of the Godhead, God in Christ the word become flesh and dwell among among us he sent Christ to be that sacrifice Jesus became the sacrifice for everyone who believed. He is the divine substitute. He provided he provided appeasement to God to satisfy the righteous requirement of the law for you That's why accepting Christ is so important If you want to do that today, if you want to accept Jesus we can't force you, we can only it ask you we can only invite you we would ask that if you pray this prayer of confession that you write to us either put a note in the in the comment line or write to, our web, to us on our website topraise.org and let us know of the decision that you've made so that we can follow up with you because it's not just oh I'm going to accept Jesus and I'm not going to be a part of a fellowship of believers hey, you won't stay long nope you got to be a part of a fellowship of believers. You got to grow. If you just did that, you would be like a lady, a baby that was birthed and threw into the, the threw into the trash pile. Nobody to nurture you, nobody to feed you, nobody to take care of you, nobody to change your diapers, nobody, nobody to take you to the doctor. Nobody. You'd be out there all alone. You will pray this prayer with me today. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I just heard that you died in my place to satisfy the righteous requirement of God's law so that I could be saved. Thank you, Jesus. For dying on my behalf. Thank you. That God raised you on the third day from the dead. So that I could be saved. Now Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Forgive me. Of my sin. Cleanse me. Of all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I receive you right now as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing me. Thank you for answering me. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life, or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well, and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's tabernacleofpraise at msn.com.